Listen, before we talk about the incredible work our Liberal team is doing on climate change, I want to address something that I'm sure is on some of your minds this evening. Jane Philpott's resignation from Cabinet. I know Ms. Philpott has felt this way for some time, and while I am disappointed, I understand her decision to step down, and I want to thank her for her service. All right, that was our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau last night at a little uh, tour that he's doing on climate change as uh, he tours around the country. Last night he made a stop at the Danforth Music Hall and he started off uh, that way. We're joined by Abigail Beeman, the Global National Ottawa Correspondent. Welcome to the show, Abigail. Good to have you along. Good morning. Good to be here. So yesterday, Jane Philpott departed and she's now left the Trudeau cabinet without one of its strongest performers. How significant is this resignation? Exactly. This is The significance of this cannot be understated. Jane Philpott is one of the most respected, viewed as highly, highly competent minister. If you look at the portfolio she's handled in her years in the Trudeau government, she started as health minister, then Indigenous services, and most recently was handed the president of the Treasury Board file after Scott Bryson's resignation. So this is somebody who is highly respected and viewed as extremely competent. So for somebody like that to resign and to do so in the way that she did, which was put out a detailed letter detailing her concerns with how the government has handled uh, this situation it is making a lot of people stop and think uh, and, and outline just how serious this uh, crisis is. Now, uh, she is a supporter of Jody Wilson-Raybould. They, they are friends. She supported her on social media as this situation unfolded. But uh, she, uh, Jane Philbott stuck it out when we had a small cabinet shuffle on Friday. So even though it was clear where her allegiances were, something happened in those days since that shuffle that that made her step back. There's another shuffle on the way, but I want to point out a couple of things. One, you pointed to social media and how Jane Philpott was supportive of Jody Wilson-Raybould on social media um, during the SNC uh, situation here that we've got going on and ongoing that will continue to get bigger and bigger, I think, Um, despite Trudeau's efforts here. Why would they not see that coming and pull her aside and talk about her alliances? And, and maybe they did, you know, uh, we don't know that. But uh, again, when you are somebody with the uh, clout of Jane Philpott uh, and and you're a government that's being criticized for not uh, allowing Jody wilson or being accused of, you know, uh, uh, shutting Jody Wilson-Raybould down and, and not hearing from her, from somebody who says that, you know, she wants to speak her truth, uh, I think Jane Philpott told an appropriate line where she, you know, said that she uh, that she's supportive of her colleagues, certainly a difficult situation situation uh, to navigate from from all sides. But uh, we are seeing some other support on social media uh, for Jody Wilson-Raybould, for uh, within the Liberal caucus, uh, at least one MP calling for a more thorough, uh, one Liberal MP calling for a more thorough investigation of this case. So interesting to watch it, it play out there. I will say that Global News reached out to all the other cabinet ministers, 33 of them, and every single one, uh, and they're saying this on social media as well, every single one is saying that they back Justin Trudeau and there's no plans for anyone else to drop off from that cabinet. When we played that clip to start off our our little conversation here, Abigail, um, one of the things that stuck out to me is that the Prime Minister, although Jason, um, sorry, uh, Jane Philpott said that she was leaving because she lost confidence in the Trudeau government over the SNC-Lavalin situation, but uh, Trudeau actually said he knew for a while that she felt this way. A bit of a misstep on his part, I mean, to say that he knew for a while that she was, you know, uh, had, had been losing confidence. Uh, what were the what, what's being said on the Hill about that? 
Well, I think it goes back to this idea that Philpott was clear in her support of Jody Wilson-Raybould, as you pointed out, at a time when that really went against uh, the, the rest of the government. So I think even just what we saw publicly, that, you know, she supported uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould, uh, the Prime Minister was aware of that. I think that was his way of flagging that this wasn't a complete shock. Uh, she, you know, she, she stuck it out um, all last week, so that's, I think, where the surprise came from that she didn't do this after Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony. Worth pointing out that a, a big day coming up here on the Hill tomorrow uh, when the Prime Minister's former Principal Secretary uh, who resigned, Jerry Butts, will address the Justice Committee and Philpott chose to resign before hearing what Jerry Butts has to say. So she obviously believes that she had uh, enough evidence to make, up, to make her decision to make up her mind without hearing from him. What can we expect from him tomorrow? Well, Jerry Butts uh, put out a request to, to, to do this, to testify after Jody Wilson-Raybould's hours-long testimony where she accuses 11 people of pressuring her to make a decision on the SNC-Lavalin case uh, in the Prime Minister's office, in, in the Finance Minister's office. He's one of these 11 people. So I think that you can infer that by uh, him asking to speak at the Justice Committee and saying in his letter, uh, I have some evidence that I think would be helpful here, I think you can infer that there's going to be some differences of some kind between uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony and, and the story that he presents tomorrow. Worth pointing out as well that Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony, extremely detailed. She took extremely detailed notes of uh, meetings. I believe it was 10 meetings. She read out text messages, uh, exchanges uh, between some of these players and uh, her chief of staff. Uh, compare that to the other person we've heard testify, which is Michael Wernick, so the top bureaucrat in Canada. We've heard from him. We will hear from him again. When he testified, he said, no, I didn't take any notes on uh, any of these meetings. So, you know, hard to compare that to, to somebody who, who was obviously meticulous in, in her note-taking. It will be interesting to see how Jerry Butts, uh, how his notes, how his recollections of events uh, compared to those two players who we've heard from already. The Prime Minister cancelled a climate change uh, talk that he was going to give tonight in Regina. What's he doing instead? That's right. He had uh, he had an official uh, event in, in Regina, and then he had a fundraiser, a party event in Regina. He's canceled both. He has an event in Toronto, uh, which was, was, is going ahead, and then he comes back to Ottawa for private meetings. So certainly uh, he has his work cut out for him in how do you uh, move forward in this situation. But uh, all of his cabinet ministers at this point are standing by him, although this is a story that has certainly in some cases evolved by the hour. Hashtag Stand with Trudeau is trending on social media, but most Canadians now in a recent poll agree that he has lost the moral authority to govern. And uh, I'm just wondering how that is uh, resonating on the Hill. That's right. That's a, it's, a, it's a big deal. This is a, an exclusive uh, Ipsos Global News poll that shows two-thirds of Canadians uh, say that he has lost the moral authority to govern. And what is striking about that is that that poll was done after Wilson-Raybould's testimony, but before Jade Philpott's resignation. So it will be interesting to see uh, what Canadians uh, think about that moving forward. Something else that stood out to me from that poll was that uh, I believe it was 65% of Canadians are paying attention to the SNC-Lavalin case, up 15% from the last time polling was done. That's significant to me because uh, last week we heard ministers say to us, oh, this is an Ottawa bubble issue. Canadians aren't paying attention to this as a way to downplay it. But I think more and more Canadians outside uh, our Ottawa bubble are paying attention to, to what's going on as this moves ahead. 
Gerald Butts is going to testify tomorrow. But we know, and most Canadians know, Gerald Butts is just Justin Trudeau's best friend. How likely right. is what he has to say going to sway any of that? I think it depends on uh, how detailed his notes are and his recollections are of these events and how different his story is because uh, Justin Trudeau has not refuted any of the specifics. Jody Wilson-Grable laid out hours and hours of testimony uh, making very specific accusations and he, uh, the Prime Minister has had a couple of opportunities to deny, change, change, uh, uh, compare you know, his recollection to hers. He has not taken on a single specific. The most specific damning allegation against Jerry Butts that we will hopefully hear about tomorrow uh, is the allegation that Jody Wilson-Raybould says that he uh, said that there is no solution to the SNC-Lavalin case that does not involve interference. So if this is a question of, yes, we did these things that she said, but it's not an appropriate interference, well, how does uh, Mr. Butts respond to the allegation that he directly said, yeah, yeah, we know there's going to be some interference here, but that's the only way to solve this situation. I think a lot hangs on how he uh, defends himself against that specific allegation. Well, we'll have to wait and see till tomorrow. We'll definitely be tuned in on the show tomorrow at 10 a.m. when uh, Gerald Butts gets set to testify. Thank you so much, Abigail. It's a pleasure having you on the show and nice meeting you. Pleasure to be there.